everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Sarah Myers. Whoop, whoop. Sarah, so glad you're here. We've known each other for a little bit now, but mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know you, Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so Sarah Myers right here. Um, I have been walking with Jesus so about for about twenty years now, um, a little over twenty years. I um, was grateful to to grow up in a Christian family and get to know Him when I was um, about 11, 10 or eleven, and have just seen through so many circumstances in my life, whether it was college, high school, whatever moments of uncertainty about provision, moments of uncertainty about grief, whatever it was, just seeing His hand in all of it. And so I'm so grateful for the way He's been kind to me. Um, brought me to this church um, right outside of getting, or right out of getting out of Texas A&M. Whoop. Whoop. I have to get that. I always got to get that plug. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, met my husband here at Watermark actually six years ago and married him. And then we now have a two and a half year old, very, she's sweet, but she's sassy, little girl named Sammy. And then um, just welcomed our son Cooper three months ago. And so yeah, it's did. a whole lot, of, whole lot going on. Uh, when I'm not doing that with family, friends, all that, um, I actually work full time in marketing for a nonprofit. And then when I'm not doing that, I get to serve here at Women's Bible Study. And that's where I met you, yeah. which was so fun. We were in small We're group same together. Group. Yeah. So and um, I got to give that plug. This this fall, Wednesdays, Thursday night, Wednesday mornings, Thursday nights, uh, we're going to be studying First Samuel this year. It's going to be so good, so rich um, in the curriculum, rich in the relationships. Like, ladies, there's no place you want to be um, other than here. And so just go online, look it up, um, but that'll be a great Watermark.org slash women. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah. you got it. I got it. All right. And, uh, but that's this fall. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right mm-hmm. on. Uh, we, but today, we are in Luke 24. So, Sarah, we were talking earlier this chapter, it's the last chapter in Luke. We're wrapping up the book. It's the resurrection. You mentioned three things Luke reveals about Jesus because of the resurrection. Tell us about that. What are those three things? Yeah. So we have these words, game-changing words in verse six, he is not here, but has risen. And I talked a little bit about this in the Devo, but there are no greater, more powerful words, I think, ever revealed to humanity. Um, This is where God literally drew a line in the sand between Christianity and every other religion in the world. Um, Now with this Jesus, you can now no longer look at him and say, oh, he's okay. You either believe in him or you don't. And praise God when we do, when we give our lives to him, we get life, we get freedom. Um, but from there, I love the way Luke just kind of lays this out about this Jesus. That he's now risen. Um, and so from this new life, this life that um, we now get through him, and we see through the resurrection, he is not only the victor, um, he did just what he said he would do. Verse 7 tells us that, that he told us he must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. So he did exactly what he said he would do, um, which leads right into the second thing I learned is that he is trustworthy. And so now we literally serve a risen Lord. Um, I love the angel after he says these words. You know, he says he's risen. It's a huge deal. Um, I love that he says, remember how he told you. It's like, hey, he told you this would happen. Trust him. And so when I think about Matthew 6, and Jesus says, don't fear. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take him at his word. I, he's living. He's, he's the real God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to fear. Or when he says in John 16, I have overcome the world. I, I believe him. You know, um, the grave is empty. And so that tells us that. And so third, this is the one that has been most convicting to me right now, though, is that he wants to sit and tell us his story. We see that two times in Luke 24. 
are, as he just is on a road to Emmaus with the disciples, with two of them. And I love the way Luke writes in verse 27, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Um, And I love the disciples' response. It's later on, but they say, they're telling the others and they're like, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? I think that's just so powerful. Verse 32. Yes, in verse 32, you think about any moment of grief, any moment of uncertainty, fear, you name it in your life. Um, All I have to do is sit with him and he wants to sit with me and open up his word to me and tell me he's faithful, remind me he's good. And I need that. That gives me hope today. So those are the three things though. Recap them real quick for us. Yes. Number one. Number one, he's the victor because there's an empty grave. And number two, he's trustworthy because he did exactly what he said he would do. He he literally rose from the grave. Uh, He said, I would rise. Um, Third, he wants to sit with us and tell us his story. Um, And that just reminds us to have hope today. So let's... Let's camp out on, it's number two, trustworthy? Mm -hmm. Number one. Number Number two. two. Mm -hmm. Number two. So your central truth in your Devo was the resurrection proves that Jesus is trustworthy and that history, along with our lives, will never be the same because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. How does that play out for you? Yeah, so I think about, for me, and I I mentioned grief, um, that's just one of the— you think about the resurrection, it literally leveled the playing field on our greatest enemy, which is death. Um, Satan loves to destroy. That's what Jesus told us in John. And so um, I think about grief in my own life. My greatest grief came last summer um, in the form of a miscarriage. Devastated. I remember a specific moment of just weeping, and I've never felt that physical toll of grief in my life before. And in that moment— just remembering and focusing on the words that he told me. He's told us in his word that he is trustworthy. And so when he talks about um, there will be no more tears one day, I can believe him again because he's alive. Um, or in um, John 14, when he talks about life, I can I can believe that even in the moment of a miscarriage, I can take him in his word and say, I believe you're the giver of life. I trust you for abundant life and that you will bring it. Um, and so in that, for, in that moment, just having those words washed over me over all throughout Psalm, I love being able to cry out to him and trust he's right there. Um, and he just loves to do that, to reveal himself as trustworthy in his word. He's right there. And yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. How do you encourage others with this truth? Whether you're in community, in your women's small group, what does it look to remind someone who's in the midst of that grief and hurting of this truth? Mm, that's good. So I think back to over the last few years, just walking through um, in friends' lives, like you said, in women's Bible study, especially in small group, whatever it may be in community, um, no matter what circumstances come up, there's just this huge truth. We could always come back to Luke 24. We could go to Mark 16 or the other accounts of the resurrection and know this completely changes everything. Um, we serve a risen Lord. And so I love, even in First Corinthians 15, I was thinking about this today, actually, when Paul, um, he says, if Jesus is not raised, we of all people are to be pitied. Like Christians have nothing in the game if we can't um, speak of our risen Lord or have this risen Lord. Um, and so no matter what friends have walked through, whether it's death of loved ones, or maybe it's uncertainty in finances, uh, maybe it was just death of relationships, what feels like death in this world. Um, I love that we can always come back to these truths. And this even take Luke 24 of he's not dead. He is risen. Therefore, we do have hope. Um, and I think about the disciples here. At one point, they're talking to Jesus and he hasn't revealed himself to them yet, right? Like he's not been like, I'm alive. And he says, or one of the disciples is like, we had hoped he would redeem us. We, we hoped he would redeem Israel. And I, I've heard that over and over in my own life and in friends' lives. Like we hoped God would do this. We hoped God would give us this kid. I hoped God would bring this man. I hoped all these different things. And I love that like 
like this is the film fulfillment of all hope right here is that he's alive, he's risen. And so that's something I can always come back to in my own life or just in friends' lives with that encouragement, yeah. right? That's so, good. The mm-hmm. fulfillment of all hope. I love it, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for sharing with us. I know I was really encouraged. I'm confident our listeners will be or are as well as they're listening to this. And I'm grateful for your your vulnerability and authenticity, both in your Devo and in this conversation. And uh, as always, I'm so glad we're on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.